T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now welcome back into beers on us with mike lynch and patrick harris oh, kind of hit the bottle against the table and it made an awkward noise this is uh 2020 freshies number three the final fresh hop episode of the year for us thank you guys so much for listening uh, wherever you find us, leave, leave us a subscription, a rating, a review, a star rating, whatever it is on your various platforms that you listen to us on. Uh, it helps us out. Download the podcast and then find us on social media. Instagram.com slash beers on us. Uh, personal page is at Mike Lynch 27 is me on Twitter. Patrick is at P Diddy 085 on Instagram. Five stars and above only. I wanted to get that out of the way quickly because we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to get into today. Before we uh, <clears throat> talk about the fresh shop beers in front of us. Um Weekend beer. This be- time, don't drink all your beer. I know. I got to be. I got to be better <laughs> about that. Uh, weekend beer. Quickly for me, I found and I posted this on Instagram. I found a Chucka Nut Fest beer at Market of Choice. Nice. I still haven't grabbed one yet. I texted it to you that it was there. Uh, delightful. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. It's the time of the year. It's this um, like little hidden style that everyone's worried about fresh ops. And I'm like, where's the fest beers? <laughs> well, yeah, Market of Choice had a little fest beer table. And I was like, really? Yeah, that's the one I picked off of it. But there was like four or five of them on the table. Yeah. Uh, I've, I think I've seen Occidental's got one out. That was um, on They there. always do one. Who else? Uh, Rubens is out right now. Um, there's a couple of yeah there's a couple of ones i would have taken a picture but i didn't think about it um i had another ipa from little beast that was really good so you know little beast is more known for their kind of like sours and the the interesting styles Mm -hmm. i've had two ipas from them in a row now this one was the pine top ipa and last week was i remember seeing your picture was the green something ipa um both really solid Mm -hmm. so good on them for making good beer Uh, i tried the powell butte uh, pale ale from mount Tabor after you had it delightful yeah i really liked that beer both of them were really good i really really enjoyed that um, i'm gonna I, go find some more i had the ale smith sweet speedway stout which Ooh, was a little, classic it was a little too coffee for me okay i don't love coffee in my stouts um i like coffee in general but as a stout drinker it's not a flavor i enjoy in it it's it was pretty, good it was a little overpowering it's a pretty long-standing stout like ale smith's been making that speedway for a long as long as i can remember drinking craft beer at least from 20 11 on 2012 on speedway stout's been around um i've had it before i just don't think i had it with coffee before i think mm. it was a variant of oh, okay it. okay and um and then i also got the uh chicho los mundos ipa 
um, just because I saw another Chicha beer that I hadn't had yet, and I wanted to Riding try it. that Chicha train. Um, it was solid. You know, okay. I, that that was probably one of my least favorite of the Chicha beers that we've had. I know, I'm assuming IPAs are not really their go-to. They're probably more into I the... I think IPAs are hard to match with food. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree. It was interesting. It wasn't like super bitter West Coasty because I know that they're trying to match it with some of their food, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't overpower it. I would say my favorite was the Mount Tabor Pale, though. It's really good. Beer was great. Really, really good. That was my weekend beer. Nothing else spectacular. I still have two chain breakers left in my fridge. And like I said last week, they're really good. <laughs> they're really good. Uh, my weekend beer. So <clears throat> being dominated with with fresh hop season uh, at work right now. So we got that coming around and all that kind of stuff. Blah, 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 blah. I did have the fresh wander. It was delightful. Yeah, the fresh wanderlust is still killing. We just came out with fresh India golden ale. It's double IPA, so you got to be careful. But it tastes great. You don't need to tell me to be careful. <laughs> I know how to drink my double IPAs quickly and a lot of them. Don't you tell me what to do. Um, but I did host that OMSI After Dark um, virtual beer fest, um, which was a ton of fun. First off, it was just really cool kind of working <clears throat> with OMSI being, you know, being a local kid that grew up here. You know, OMSI is a is a staple of this town, of this state. And OMSI was always a cool thing to go to as a kid. And then they started the After Dark thing where you could see like, Pink Floyd laser light shows and they have the Omnidome where you can see I've seen like some cool movies on that and and you know nature shows and stuff uh, so it was really cool to work with those guys uh, but what we did is we got to taste these 10 beers and we interviewed there was a couple videos that were sent in but we interviewed a lot of people from these breweries for example we did Wayfinder Hell Kevin Davey was on we talked with him about loggers so that was really fun he also I mentioned that I just had their fest beer and he was like oh man I could do a whole podcast on fest beers and I went oh really <laughs> oh really so, is that all you said oh really that's what I said yeah with my eyebrows like oh really you know so, I, you know I do a podcast yeah, and yeah. uh so I uh, we love Wayfinder beer and Fest beers are my faves. So and... I'm gonna try to tackle that. I'm gonna try to get Kevin on and drink some Fest beer because it's one of my favorite styles. It's the time of the season and office linebacker room. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Some other kind of uh, noteworthy stuff. Uh, I talked with Patrick, uh, the head brewer at uh, Sun River. We tasted their hazy turtle in the clouds, which I for a hazy was pretty good. Good. For my palate, at least, you know. Did you describe as the host of this that hazies are not your thing? Uh, yeah, I, yep. I talked about it. I was like, hazies aren't my thing. I just don't get enough bitterness. And I think, you know, hop character is kind of all over the place. And he agreed. He was like, I know, we we try really hard for balance. And I really, really enjoyed that. He also mentioned that they're very, because we kind of talked about fresh hop season two, because they're big hop nerds. And he mentioned their Strata fresh hop IPA and said they were very happy with it. So... Stay tuned mm. for the rest of this episode. Woo, let's go. Um, I, I chatted with Eldon about Dream Life, the the the, the farmhouse beer. Um, we talked. I I had a funny conversation. I talked. That's Barrelic drink for those of you who don't know. I talked with uh, the head brewer at Breakside Slab Town about Whirligig Wheat, the collab we did with Pelican. I literally work with Dylan five days a week, so it was pretty silly <laughs> that we were like, I'm like asking him questions. I'm like, so Dylan. Tell me about this beer. And I was like literally the day there the day they brewed it and right. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, so that was kind of fun. My one of my favorite moments from that whole thing was I got to talk to Jamie Floyd, the founding brewmaster at Ninkasi, about their session IPA Steady Orbit, which I don't really drink a lot of Ninkasi these days. Um, for no it's reason. It's been a long time for yeah, me. Yeah, for no reason other than I think I just give smaller breweries a little more of a crack. 
Um, and I don't, and I had never seen Steady Orbit yet. I might have seen it on Instagram or something, but I hadn't seen it in the wild. I tried it. First of all, it's a session IPA. It's like 4.8%. It was great. I really liked it. Like, I want to go buy a fresh six-pack okay. and kind of just, you know, power through the thing and see if I if it was placebo or I really liked it If or it's whatever. an Nkasi, you can probably find it <clears throat> anywhere, anywhere, right? Yeah. And so, but the fun thing is we kind of just were talking a little bit with Jamie, who's just a legend in this industry. And because we we're at OMSI, I talked to him about space, his love for space, because they have sent yeast into outer space and brought it back. And it was still alive. And they made beer with it. He's just, he said, he was talking about how. Ninkasi did that? Yeah, yeah. He was talking about how. What on earth? (laughs) Yeah. What off earth? He he was just talking about how when he was a little kid, he really wanted to be an astronaut. That's such a dad joke. (laughs) (laughs) He really wanted to be an astronaut. And like, he was pretty serious about it. When he was going to to school, he was really starting to think about being an astronaut. Um, But, you know, he became a beer maker instead. And so we just started kind of talking about the things that fascinate him with space and stuff. And it was just really, really fun to talk to a legend in the brewing industry about space. <laughs> it wasn't even about beer necessarily. It was just, whoa. Yeah. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Like it was really, really fun. And I'd never met him before. And he was just a really nice guy. Uh, that was really fun. That's cool. I kind of enjoyed that. So it was good for you to make connections. Yeah. Uh, just Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. How many people were a part of it, like watching it? Do you know? Uh, I found out, I just got the email yesterday. They sent me an archive footage so I can watch it if I want to. There were 650 tickets and they were sold out. Wow. So 650 people tuned in. And got a little pub of our podcast. Got a little pub of the podcast. All right. If you're a new listener, hi. Hi. Thanks for uh, listening to Patrick ramble on about beer, and you'll get to listen to him do it more. Yeah, it was really fun. I was a little nervous at first. We had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but once we kind of got into a groove, they're really good. I thought I, you know, humbly as possible, I thought it really shined in the interview process, and I have you to thank for that as well. Between podcast and radio, I've just kind of tuned that, tuned that area of specialty kind of in, and and uh, I can't tell you how many brewers were like, "That's a really good question." And I was like, all right. Yeah, you do a little pat yourself yeah, you on the back that. kind of okay. thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a really good question. And they kind of look to the side and start thinking. And I'm just going, yep. Gotcha. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You do that. That's like a little radio thing. Mm-hmm. When someone says really good question, the host will always give a little mini round of applause. Yep. Like, good job. Yep. Good yep. job. Yep. Um, although that's a classic thing to say also when you're stalling because you don't really know the answer yeah, right away. Yeah, totally. That's actually the real secret of yeah, it. That's a really good question. And it might not be, but oh, they're like, crap. I don't know what I'm going to say about this. Say? Stall, stall, <laughs> stall. That's a really good question. And you know what it is, what it really is. It's all about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. That sounds yeah. really fun. I wish and- I could have seen it, but uh, you know. Tickets and whatnot. Yeah, tickets and whatnot. Well, it was also last minute for me. Uh, and then I yesterday I was out at I was out at the the boys at Grains of Wrath and got to try uh, their fresh hop built for speed. Yeah, I saw them promoting that. Yeah. I'm very jealous it, of it, you right now. It was delish. I'm sure it was. It was delish. I haven't been up to Camus in a while. I'll have to get up there soon again. Well, the new spot in North Portland. I, I heard they're just waiting on OLCC. Then they're oh. ready to rumble. Well, it'll be a little easier to go to, but uh, you know, I still like going up to Camus. Totally. It's a nice spot. Uh, okay. That's uh, our week in beer, but there's also a little bit of news that uh, Patrick needs to share with all of you listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not talked about this for a couple of weeks. We've known about this for a little while now, but uh, we have to. We don't have to. Patrick would like to announce it. Meow. 
Yeah, I just want to share with you guys, you guys have been awesome listeners and extremely supportive of this podcast, and Mike and I will continue to keep doing the things we're doing. I just, it's not that big of a deal. I just, you know, when it comes to beer, I've always been super transparent uh, with our listeners and just with kind of people I talk to in general. Um, I have decided to resign from my position as bar manager at Breakside Brewery. Um, I My last day is on the 3rd of October. Uh, I'm working the day shifts on Saturday and Sunday, so if you want to swing by... Come say hello. Um, it's time for me to find a new avenue, uh, whether that's in beer or not. I'm not quite sure. Um, this is kind of a decision that's best for me and my family and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I, I've i been in the pub life for a long time, and it's just time for me to graduate from pub life. The Breakside Kids will always be near and dear to my heart as they've been very good to me. And, you know, exits gracefully, recommendations, blah, blah, blah. It's all kind of on my terms. It's been something that's kind of been weighing on me for a while. Um, and so I'm exiting. I just want to to share that with you all uh, so you're not shocked when I start saying things like when I was at Breakside. Right. Um, and, it, and what could be cool is it might, you know, we I might feel a little more obliged to reach out to some of those people and bring them on this pod to talk about some Breakside stuff, because really you only hear my voice, because I've tried to keep things kind of separate for integrity's sake. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to land, but when I land somewhere, you know, I'll let you guys know. I don't know about this, because I've never worked restaurant life before, but from what you've said, and I think a lot of people who worked in restaurants would echo this, after a while you're just burnt out. Of the yeah. timing of it, being there late, the grind, mm-hmm. um, you know, the... Oftentimes the intensity of your day because it's just constant people and constant things need to be done and there's no breaks or there's little breaks. So I understand the thought process of I just don't want to be in a restaurant anymore. Yeah. Because you've been doing it, what, since you were like 18? Yeah, it's been a lot. Yeah, 18, 19, something like that. It's been a long, long ride. So what, 15 years-ish? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's I I was having these feelings uh, back in February, like right around OBAs. And I was really thinking about getting out. I wasn't happy with some of the upper management at the time and um there was some restructuring some people were let go and some other people elevated and i thought that was the right choice it still is the right choice it's working out phenomenally for them and and the company and so i kind of was like oh maybe this new direction will keep me in and you fast forward till now and it wasn't necessarily about management or anything or structure or anything it was just i was ready to get out right well but I'm still in beer because I'm here with you guys. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Even if I don't land in beer. So I'm you still, still might be, land in beer. Yeah, I still yeah. might land in beer. But if I don't, I still got this podcast and I'm still going to be drinking beer. So I'm out with you guys. And You just won't be the uh, the expert, quote unquote. Anymore. Yeah, I'm just not the breakside kid anymore. <laughs> I would, I, you know, for the longest time, I've been the breakside kid. And uh, I'm excited to get back to being Patrick. That's a great way to put it. You've always been Patrick to me. Well, thanks, bud. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that that's out of the way, um, yeah, go see Patrick up until October 3rd yep. at Slabtown. And uh, go say hi if you want to say hi at the spot. And, and I live in North Portland, so don't be shocked if you see me at Deacon frequently. Yeah. Or at Bridgetown or at Cerveza. <laughs> yeah. Or at now Beermongers you've gone to a couple times. I go to Beermongers from time to time. Yeah, yeah, not a ton, but a little bit. Mm. I'm also planning on spending more time in Milwaukee mm. uh, at that at that tap room because that tap room is near and dear to my heart. Yeah, that's uh, <clears> that's your baby, and that's uh, that's that's where literally all the beer is. Yeah, so <laughs> that is true. So I plan on being there frequently. Um, all right, so let's get into the final fresh hop beers that we will be drinking on the <clears> podcast <throat> with you for the year 
of Hell 2020. Um, the first of which we are both about halfway through our glass. I'm a little bit further down. I've paced myself. Are you are you proud? I am proud, and I've taken like a sip. Last week <laughs> I had two sips left. This week I've got half a glass left. So uh, the first one we're having here is Gigantic's The Last Simcoe Fresh Hop IPA. Uh, this is Star Wars themed. I guess all of their Fresh Hop uh, IPAs are Star it Wars themed. It has been. This is uh, Sod Busted number eight. <clears throat> so it makes me think that they have been working with Sodbuster, which is a hop farm uh, in the Valley uh, for eight years now. Um, and I think it's always been Simcoe. Uh, and the Star Wars thing is interesting because I think the last few years it's been uh, the Simcoe Strikes Back. Been like an Empire Strikes Back right. sort of thing. Right. And I saw this one and I was like, the last Simcoe. Oh, okay. Episode eight. I get it. Ha, last Skywalker. Ha, 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 yeah. Ha, ha, no, ha. it's uh, The Last Jedi. Oh, is that it's what it episode is? eight? Mm. Episode nine is the rise of Skywalker. Ah, that's. What I know it it's hard to it's hard to like remember which crappy movie was which. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I was I had this funny joke to myself. So I've always you know Gigantic's you know Ben Love and Gigantic and all those guys have been a staple in this town for a decade plus, um, and you know and we've all grown up on their beers and we've loved their beers over the years, um, but I had this little laughing joke to myself. I was like, I really hope this beer sucks. Because that movie sucks. Like, I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. I thought Rise of Skywalker was all right. I, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it was great, but that I enjoyed seven? it. That's nine. Nine. Seven, I really liked. I really liked The Force Awakens. I did not like The Force Awakens. I liked The Force Awakens because I thought it set it up for something really cool. And then I spent two and a half hours watching The Last Jedi, and the storyline did not progress. And there was bad characters. and A stupid love story. A stupid love story that wasn't really a love story. And yeah, I just really despise that movie. I will watch Attack of the Clones. It's the only movie I can watch for the rest of my life if I never have to see The Last Jedi again. Wait, say that again? I would watch Attack of the Clones if I could only... If I never had to watch The Last Jedi again and I could only watch one movie for the rest of my life, I would sacrifice and choose Attack of the Clones if I didn't have to watch The Last Jedi. Well, is Attack... I thought you liked Attack of the Clones. It's episode two. A lot of oh, people don't. You like three. I love three. Yeah. Three is my second favorite. You would choose two. I would choose over two. Over The Last Jedi. In a heartbeat. Mm. In an absolute heartbeat. Like, it's not... Like, I'm offended from now on, now that I've made that public, I will be offended if you ask me that question. Okay. It's funny because I didn't like Force Awakens, it felt like a giant circle J to Star Wars fans. Totally, which is why me as a Star Wars fan was like, I kind of like this. I mean, I like <laughs> Star Wars a lot, but it was like, references! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all the, the, whole, the whole movie was. Um, it's just a new hope redone. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's another Death Star? Are they effing <laughs> stupid? How many times are they going to try this? Uh, oh, a you... star killer base? It was on a planet, Mike. It's not in space. And you get in through another tiny hole that was left open, and you do the same... Wow, <laughs> they're really stupid. I actually, your points about a eight... legendary char old character dies. <laughs> what? Weird from a lightsaber. Spoiler alert: <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. I actually liked eight minus the stuff that you mentioned. Yeah, um, which is like two thirds of the movie. Yeah, I mean, there's there are parts of eight that I enjoyed. Yeah, I, the, the like the throne room scene. Throne room scene is awesome. I like when the... Ray and Ben yes fight each other. Well, I yeah. guess he's Kylo at the time. Yes, he is Kylo. Um, I think there's a, there's things about that that I liked, and then I liked nine. It was fine. I yeah, mean, nine it, was entertaining. Yeah, it was, 
Yeah, good old, good old Star Wars-y fun. Good old fun. All right, let's talk about the beer in front of us as we get completely down a Star Wars rabbit hole. Yeah, so let's um, see. Rogue One's we still one of the best We picked these delicious Simcoe made. hops, fresh oh, from Sodbuster. We'll talking over my last little thing there. Oh, sorry, what'd you say? I said Rogue One's still one of the best ones. Oh, Rogue One is probably the best quality film of all of them. Wow. In wow. terms of... In terms of writing, directing, acting, producing, cinematography, so like everything, all things that go into a complete project, <laughs> Rogue One is probably the technically the best movie made of all of them. I'll cheers to that. I'm rewatching The Mandalorian again. That's good because season two is coming out That's soon. So good, man. All right, last Simcoe. Read, read, read on. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Pick these delicious Simcoe hops, fresh from Sodbuster Farms in the Willamette Valley. That's kind of all it says. Six point two percent. All right. I like this beer. They got their refillable bottles. Um, yeah, they're still in bottles. 500 mils. Bottles for life, baby. <laughs> that's that's the old breakside kid in me. I'm like, deuce deuces. <laughs> Except you're now like, honey, you can only beers. have one beer tonight. Okay. 22 ounces. 22 let's go. Wanderlust. Here we go, baby. <laughs> I'm going to take the crowler out of the fridge. <laughs> that's one beer. That's one beer. If, if a bunch of chips are stuck together, that's one nacho. Great point. I like this beer. Um, this is, it's got a good little fresh hop kick to it. Like we've talked about last week, I'm missing some of that like overly vegetal flavor that we like get in fresh hop beers. in your beers. face sort of thing. And I'm getting that with this beer. It might just be because it's Simcoe, which is mm-hmm. tends to be a lot stronger of a hop. Especially in that dank, resinous area. Um, but I like it. Otherwise, it's a very kind of, it's a very easy drinking fresh hop beer mm-hmm. to me, but it's got that extra kick that I'm looking for in these fresh hop beers. And I think that's been kind of the moral of the story of fresh hop beers this year is, you know, from time to time I've tasted ones that are kind of a hop punch to the face, especially some of the hazies. But, uh, you know, things are starting to become a little more balanced. That's how I like it. I just, I want a fresh hop IPA as far as IPAs go. I kind of want a little more punch in the face when you do it in like non-IPAs whether it's like a Pilsner or the October Fresh from Zoigel, things like that. I kind of like that when it's a little more aggressive. This year I haven't noticed that a lot in those types, though. Me neither, me neither. Um, but in IPAs, we're so used to it. I've kind of liked that it's been dialed back a little bit and that you have this base beer that is almost just a little more brighter, just got a little more pop to it and yeah. not so dominating. You know, it's something I, I... Sometimes I worry that's the placebos, too. I'm like, I'm sure. looking for the fresh hops, so I'm like, this tastes a little bit more something. But yeah, it's like well, you could just be saying that to yourself, right? I, yeah, I, I fully agree with the placebo effect, but I also, you know, I also think, I also think it's hard to placebo you with fresh hops because it's just in the nature to be an aggressive flavor. But I see what you mean. Yeah, um, and I'm kind of, I kind of like this direction. I mean, the only problem is, is I'm getting like fresh hop is really kind of steering me a little bit away from IPAs these days. So it's it's just because the flavor's so intense, and I've been trying to keep my palate balanced. You've become a crispy boy. You can admit I've it. I've become a crispy boy, but I still, you know, I still predominantly drink IPAs. But fresh hops have really kind of brought to light to me what I like from an IPA and what I don't like from an IPA, and I think the aggression unbalanced is what I don't like. Okay, I was drinking. I had an Urban Roots. IPA the other day I split it with the girl and we were in the we were in the kitchen I poured it in two glasses we split it super light bodied like even the color was really light and Urban Roots is a California brewery and I just kind of realized that these California breweries they have such great hop 
up front. The hop character is excellent, but it's just the lowest amount of low malt build you can do. And I just, I need that malt to come back up. I need that balance. I need to be able to see. I never thought I'd hear you say something like, I need more malt. <laughs> yeah, I need more malt. Like, and, and every, with the exception of maybe like Beechwood, because I think Beechwood makes beers similar to how we make beers up here. And it's definitely a geographical thing. Like, I'm used to drinking. We're, we're about to drink a Sun River beer. And I'm just like, I will drink. I haven't even had this beer. And I will have this over anything in California, minus maybe Beechwood, because I already know there's going to be some malt in there. Right. <clears throat> and it's just, it's just balance. You know, blame the break side in me. You know, those guys made me, those guys made me a, a malt lover when it comes to IPAs in terms of balance. I can't do that Midwest stuff. Where you merely adopted like, the malt. I was born in it, <laughs> molded by it. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that Midwest stuff where it's just like a malt bomb. The American IPA. The American IPA. I can't do that. I understand why that's a style that functions because a lot of people don't like bitterness in their beer. A lot of people don't like hops in their beer, um, and it's also. Uh, accessibility to hops like we're also just really lucky that is geographically. true that is true um i mean as as someone who moved here 10 years ago now 10 yeah exactly 10 years 10 ago now. years ago mike 10 years ago that's wild two dude. months ago yeah um that is wild uh i i didn't like the bitterness of beer or the hops and beer mm -hmm. i was used to well bad beer first of all um, and then second of all, I was used to maltier stuff like Yingling, right? That's very malty kind mm -hmm. of malt forward beer. Ooh, and remind me Yingling. Okay. Um, so when I moved here, I was like, this beer is, it's too much. Like I can't do it. And over time I've grown accustomed to it and really, really grown to like it a lot. And I prefer the style now, but, um, I think a lot of people who live in anywhere else that doesn't have good access to hops that's what you drink. Mm -hmm. So you expect more malt. So yep. American IPAs, if you if you were to get a West Coast IPA and you lived in Kansas and you've only been a, accustomed to whatever it is that you've had out there. Boulevard. You're probably like, ah, what yeah. is this? Whoa, way too hoppy. Calm it down, guys. Yeah, like, I'm, my throat is dry. It's so bitter. <laughs> and then they're like. And us on the West Coast are like, uh, 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 mission accomplished. Dry, dry, <laughs> dry, dry. Um yeah, I mean, so I think those people just prefer that kind of beer. Mm -hmm. you know? It is very interesting when I see people from the Midwest posting about their craft beer, and I just go, uh, I'm so sorry, guys. I know, man. I'm glad that you're drinking craft beer and not bad beer, but um, I just wish you understood. I am going to Montana in a few weeks. That's also part of this. Uh, as, as I'm exiting breaks, I'm taking a little bit of sabbatical. Must be nice. Yes, uh, it is very much needed. And I'm going to go to Montana for, for a few days because I need to, because I have had like zero exposure to nature uh, this summer, uh, this year. So I'm going to try to hit Glacier before, uh, before the snow hits. Cool. I've never been there. But while I'm in Montana, I am going to try to hit as many local breweries as possible. And I'm cautiously optimistic. Um I have really no idea Montana beer. I was gonna say I have no. Yeah, I know. Of I know. Big it. Sky. They're famous for Moose Drool, which is a brown ale that I think you would uh, love. I've had that beer. Okay, yeah. yeah. That is that is a what we call the inland Northwest. Uh, I was born in Spokane and went to school at Wazoo. Go Cougs. Um, in case you've you know never heard this podcast before, which may be possible. Which may be possible. Hello, Hi, Aussie people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, but I know, so I know Big Sky, Moose Drill is super popular in the Inland Northwest, kind of one of the OG craft beers in the Inland Northwest. And that spreads Midwest, too. Oh, it does? I, I had that for the first time in Minnesota. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah. 
And then there's, so there's Big Sky, and then there's Bayern. Bayern is a Montana brewery that specializes in German lagers. Bayern Munich? Just called Bayern. Mm. Uh, and I haven't had them in almost a decade, but I remember it like before really knowing anything about German lagers, being like, oh, this is okay. You're going to Glacier, though. Like, are you going to... Where are these breweries? I'm assuming they're like in Missoula. Yeah, or I'm going to stop in Missoula for a little bit. And basically also what I'm going to do is I'm just going to look for any, I'm going to go to Missoula and Whitefish and, you know, there'll be little towns on the way. I'm just going to honestly stop in like grocery stores. And if I see a bottle shop, I'm going to walk in there and I'm just going to buy stuff. Are there bottle shops in Montana? Mike, this is the United States of America. There aren't just bottle shops in Portland, Oregon. Are there they're bottle, everywhere. Are there bottle shops in Montana? Maybe. There might be one in Missoula. <laughs> if there's one in Missoula, I'm going to go there. I went to, when, when I drove through Montana moving here, stayed in Billings. Nice little town. Good barbecue. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish we had stayed. It's all about in, West Montana. I wish we had stayed in Missoula. Because yeah. when we drove through the next day, it was like, oh boy. Yeah. This is really nice. Yeah, it's like a Also the most terrifying drive of my life, part of it. Um, I'll take a step back. The most terrifying normal road driving of my life was right when you get into Idaho from Montana on 84. Mm -hmm. Is that 84? 90. It's 90? Dude, it's like a freaking roller coaster. Yep. It's just like tight S, tight S, tight S, tight yep. S, all the way down because you're at the top of this hill, mountain, I guess. It's the bitter roots. I, I was terrified because I'm a little New Jersey kid driving mm -hmm. across the country and I'm just like, ah! How slow do I go? These turns are so tight. And you please help me. And you drive like an East Coaster. I drive like a New Jersey, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, insanely fast. Ah, man, you gotta chill. Enjoy the scenery. Get out of my way! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that was the most terrifying regular road drive of my life. By the yeah, way, yeah, Western Montana for life, man. Western Montana, it's just it gorgeous. The Bitter Roots, Lewis and Clark crossed the Bitter Roots in the winter. Ooh. How they survived, I don't know. Because probably they were because meant they, to get to the West Coast. Probably because they had Sacagawea, and she was like, let's do this. <laughs> the first instance in United States history where men actually listened to women and survived. And Native Americans. Yes. 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 Um, okay, beer number two. Number two, Derek Jeta. Is the Sun River Fresh Hop Strata. Green Initiative. Okay. 6.5%. Um, first of all, the nose, stanky. We got a little, we got a little diesel-y stankiness going on in the nose here. It's interesting. So this is two Stratas that we've had now. Mm -hmm. Both of them are giving me a little bit of that diesel-y, which I would normally connect to Simcoe. Right, and which I, is interesting. Right, and what I, you know, if there's anything you know, as we're gonna do, we're gonna taste beer of the week here um, for, for the, the final for the final time. time. Well, the official final time. Yeah, we may podcast. do it again. Um, uh, if there's anything we've learned from Strata with Beer of the Week and the conversations I've had with with brewers and what we've tasted on this podcast is that it plays well with others. That's like it's it's mantra. So I wonder if there's I doubt this beer is uh like single hop strata. So what's what the fresh strata is probably doing is whatever the base hops are, it's probably just blowing it up. This one's really good. This one is I think my favorite of the fresh hops that we've had. Mm -hmm. It's giving me everything that I'm looking for in the fresh hop beer. It's oh. giving me a really powerful hop hit. It's really kind of amping up those flavors. And uh, it's got a nice kind of dry, bitter, easy going down back end of the, of the sip. It's really good. Well, I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think it's, it's even close. This is my favorite fresh hop of the year. Really? And it's not close. Yeah. That's great to hear. I'm trying to search right now. 
What's my favorite fresh hop of the year? God, I don't know. That Built for Speed the other day was pretty damn good. I mean, yeah, I haven't had that, so I can't say yes or no. But in terms of what I'm looking for in fresh hop beers, when my introduction of this was the Elliot from Ex Novo three years ago, and I just I just lost control of my body. I've been kind of chasing the dragon of that flavor ever since with fresh hop. Mm-hmm. And this is as close to that as I've had this year. So bravo, Sun River. I know a lot of you guys use untapped out there. You can and keep rating beer of the week if you'd like. And that's fine. You can, you know, I, I personally don't care for untapped. It's just not my thing, but I know a lot of people have fun with it. But this is an example of why uh, untapped is kind of crazy to me. Here is a review on this. Tropical with a touch of dank. And I'm like, or dank with a touch of tropical? Yeah, I was like, what? Touch of dank? <laughs> this is dank. Yeah, this, like this literally, I taste it and I can spell the word dank in my brain. Yes. D-A-N-K-E-E-K. Dank. <laughs> I think you mean D-A-N-C-C. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like yeah, thick. Like thick. Yeah, dank. Dank. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is great. This is great. I really, I'm really happy with this. I almost... There's not the only thing that I guess is if you didn't tell me this was a fresh hop beer, I'd believe it. Like if you were like, here's a new IPA we made, I'd be like, whoa, how'd you get that hop character? Uh, This is a great drinking IPA. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I wouldn't in a blind taste test, it could be just my palate. I don't know if I would know this is fresh hop, which again, back to the conversation we were having about gigantic and just this season in general, I'm into that. I'm really into that. I think the only thing if I had a constructive criticism of this beer is that it's a little overly one note. Mm. It's a little overly like just dank. I mean, I'm, I'm not really getting a ton of the tropical in it. I don't get me wrong. I love that flavor, which is yeah. why this is my favorite fresh hop. But if you're looking for any negative, is that I just like a little bit more depth. That's okay, all. little little one notey. Yeah, it but seems that, it seems that way. But that one note is the long note that Pavarotti is holding at the end of the opera. <clears throat> yes, you're like he's only hitting one note, but it's amazing. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> But maybe next time, just add like a little change. But keep going, it's great. He throws a little till in there, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is this is really good. Sun Rivers Limited Release Series is ninety nine percent of the time to me just fantastic. You know, I think Sun River ninety nine percent of the time is fantastic. You I'd know, like to go there sometime. I will. I will amend that. I've been to their Ben Pub. They just opened a... Oh, I have been to their Ben Pub. just open. It's been open for a few years. I want to go to the Sun River spot. Oh, okay. I've been to the original Sun River spot when they were like nobodies. I was like, I've never heard of these guys. I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Patrick. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, eh, I don't trust this. I was like a brewery in the middle of rich people. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, over the years, I, I you know... I, I will never forget the first ripping I ever had. You know, the first ripping I ever had was pretty mind changing for me, and that is a that is definitely on the short list of Desert Island beers to have. And and since then, these guys are great. I love the spot in Bend. It's just down the street from the original Ten Barrel spot. What I love about it is there's parking right around there. Sure, it's a little, it's kind of more residential than like commercial, it's very neighborhoody. Yeah, but you can park there, find an easy spot to park, not too far. And it's like a 15-minute walk to the Les Schwab Amphitheater. Oh, really? Yeah, I shouldn't say that on this podcast because I don't want people to ruin it. But last time I was in Bend and caught a... I'm assuming free parking. 
Oh yeah, because it's residential. Yeah. Um, I just parked on the street like a block away, and yeah, last time I was in Ben, I seeing a Dave show, shocker, and uh, yeah, I just stopped at Sun River and had dinner and a few pints and bought one can to go and walked 15 minutes and just seeing this traffic jam, you know, all these cars everywhere and people everywhere. And I was just like, dee to dee to dee drinking a tall boy. Cheers. <laughs> I was just cruising down the street. And then the <laughs> concert ended and everyone's trying to like get a lift and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't, I don't drink a ton during concerts in the first place. And so I just left and just threw some headphones in and passed all this giant traffic jam and 15 minutes later i was at sun river at the truck and there was no traffic and i got to my airbnb lickety split it was great <laughs> if you can find places like that in <clears throat> life it's life-changing if if you back can... back in the day <clears throat> when i was growing up with uh in jersey we had partial season tickets to the yankees we went to like 20 games a year mm -hmm. and we found this spot that was underneath an overpass and and it was um it was all like um where the trucks would offload their stuff like a, i don't know the technical like name like team equipment gear no 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 it's it was not related to the stadium at all oh, it was just like truck offloading area oh okay and there on the uh at night when we would go to the games the trucks would all be gone cuz it'd be mm -hmm. at the end of the day weekends too they weren't working so it was fine people would just park all up and down this thing because no trucks would be dumping off their equipment you would just have a, a ton of space and people just parked on this cobblestone street under a bridge free parking five minute walk to the stadium Ooh. and because you're over there you get to avoid all the parking lot traffic yeah so you leave the stadium you went over this little like bridge and got to the stadium you just walk over it leave uh, we had a side route home instead yeah. of sitting in all the traffic after a Yankee game, which is a lot of traffic. Yeah. We would get back to my house in 15, 20 minutes. Wow. And we'd be free parking, which is normally 50, 60 bucks at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And then they got rid of it. They started, they realized people well, were yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, like three course. years later, they were like, <clears throat> you can't park here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, it costs 50 bucks. <laughs> no, it's like, if you do, you're going to get towed. <clears throat> ah. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, I always thought it'd be the right move to take the subway. Because yeah. it drops you off right there in the Bronx, but everybody's doing that. Also, we live in New Jersey, so there's no oh, right, right, train. right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so that it's just always great when you find that little secret that spot. Little gem. Mm. Thank you, Sun River, for being my gem in Bend, Oregon, that I just revealed to everybody. Well, good thing nobody's listening. Good thing there are no concerts at Les Schwab Amphitheater for a while, <laughs> so everyone's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to remember that," and then they see a show at Les Schwab in like two years, two years, and they're like. Man, this traffic sucks. Man, I wish I knew a better route. And <laughs> not even like an inkling of a memory. Ooh, let's put on the new episode of Beers on Us. We got some time. <laughs> it's like, Beer of the Week time. We got 38 to 42 <laughs> minutes or whatever it is. Let's put another episode uh, as we hit 37 minutes right now. How oh, about that's that? awesome. How does that work? Uh, because we have brains for this now. De -de -de -de. All right, coming up next, let's do our final official taste test. Of beer of the week. This will be day 28 exactly, six days after we last tasted it, because uh, we recorded it Thursday last week, which was day 22. I'm feeling a little sentimental here. Yeah, I know, me too. Uh, I'm very curious to see how it tastes at 28, because I think 21 was both of our favorites mm -hmm. um, so far. And uh, no, it was my second. I still liked uh, eight. You liked my, eight? Yes. I liked 21 and then 14. Yes. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if it's made any, any other changes or if it's sitting in that sweet spot still, because we did say last week it was kind of in that sweet spot. So that's next. Beers on us. Mike Lynch, Patrick Harris.
Beer of the Week time. Here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. It is uh, it's a bit of a somber, bit of a somber Beer of the Week because it's our final official Beer of the Week, literally, from Barrelick, our collab with them, taste test on the podcast. This is day 28. Our plan was to do four of them, and this is the end of our little four-pack that we had. Did you say our plane? No, our plan. Oh, I thought you said our plane. Check the tape. We will, and then I'll lie about it anyway. Um, our plan <laughs> Thanks, was <Mitch> to have... <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Gonna back away slowly. Um, our plan was to do four of these one week apart so that we could taste the difference as we went week to week. We've discussed this before. IPAs usually good for about a month, mm-hmm. maybe a month and a half, depending on the beer. Usually say 30, 45 days. Is the safe time to have an IPA before the hop flavor starts to kind of fade. Uh, you might get some that last longer than that. You might get some that last shorter than that, but that's just kind of the average right. that, that we've discovered. And part of this exercise was to see how the beer changed over the course of the month, but also to see when we prefer our IPAs um, generally. Now, again, this is not going to be a consistent thing throughout all right. IPAs that you drink, but <clears throat> I discovered that I really liked the first week. You know, day seven, day eight, and and we kind of just you know in talking with 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 Ben and and the team over at at Berlick, we kind of designed this beer to do this experiment. Yes. So I don't know if that factored into what hops Ben wanted to use when he suggested Simcoe, when um you know how he did his additions and the Whirlpool kettle mash, all that kind of stuff, dry hopping. But the idea from the get go was to do this. Yes. Um, so I found that I very much, at least with this beer, liked day seven, day eight. Uh, you found that you liked day twenty-one a lot. Which let's 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 back up real quick, not to derail this, but let's back up real quick. What did we just talk about in fresh hops? A lot of things. You want <laughs> you like the fresh hops that are that really aggressive yes. green kind of character. Yes, and I like things to be a little more balanced. When a beer's young, the hops still haven't quite settled into their thing. So you're like, I like day eight. And here I am. I'm like, I like day 21. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that correlation. That's why, you, That's why. I mean, I didn't even really think about it till now. It just dawned on me that that is so true in our opinions on IPAs. And it was just accentuated in Fresh Hops. Interesting. Yeah, that is, that's a good point. Because, yeah, day seven was the hoppiest of the times that we've had the beer mm-hmm. from day zero all the way through. Um, day 15 was probably the most balanced, I would say. And then day 21 gave a little bit more hop character again, but still had a good balance too, which is why I think you liked it the best Mm because it still gave you the hops, but it was balanced at the same time. Uh, so this is the final time we'll be doing this. I've I've still been getting messages on both my personal account and on our Instagram account, uh, slash beers on us. You can follow us there and DM us there. We have a DM we have to answer there. Someone asked us our favorite IPAs in the city. Top three. Um, oh, so loaded yeah. question, like easily available or right now or I mean, just your favorite, I okay. would just say. And, um, Shocker, I, I, Wanderlust is on that. I list. figured it would be, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just, I left it there because I figured we would do it at the same time. Cause I three favorite, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough question. Anyway, uh, We've been getting a lot of, there was a guy who bought our beer and then asked us the mm. question. That was my whole point of this is we've still been getting a lot of people, um, who have been buying the beer and getting it home delivered at this point, which is the only way it's available. Yeah. Um, I haven't spoken to the boys, so I don't know how much is left. They said there were five cases left, right? 
Was that wasn't run. that last week? Wasn't there yeah, five left? Something I like can't that. imagine there's much more any anymore at this point. I might run down there and see if they've got any just in case. Well, I want to grab I think one more before it's done, if possible. Maybe I'll, tonight. We got some time tonight. I'll do that for you right now. So oh. I think I'm gonna go right now. Okay, cool. Um, so on that note, see ya. <laughs> bye. Uh yeah. Bye. So if you want to get this and it's still available, you go to their website and you do home delivery through them. Um we're going to go down there and get it because, well, we made the beer with them, mm -hmm. sort of. So, But they're doing home delivery only at this point. So if you want it and you haven't had it yet or you want more, make sure you get a home delivery order in before it is gone. Um, all right. Let's dive into day 28, shall we? My first thought was I'm getting a lot more of a tropical nose this week. I'm getting a lot more of a like uh, pineapple-y, like, tropical fruit on the nose, which is not something that uh, that I was getting the first few weeks that we had this. I got a lot more hop, like bitterness on the nose, and now I'm getting a lot more of the fruitiness on the nose. Yeah, it's tough. I feel like <clears throat> because I have to follow these rules that I can't drink this beer, I feel like I'm drinking this beer for the first time. You're free now after this to drink it as much as you want. I, I'm aware. And I can also do things and just lie to you. True. Yeah. But I trust you. You should. I've been honest about it. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like- A liar I'm... would say that. <laughs> A liar would also not say that to think, make you think that I'm lying. Liars have all these options. <laughs> Man. It's great to be a liar. Not really, kids. Don't do drugs. But it feels like it feels like I'm drinking this beer for the first time. Okay. Cool. You know, touched like a virgin. <laughs> Thanks, Madonna. <laughs> I uh, I don't feel that way. Because um, I'm with you. The, the aroma feels different. It is different, yeah. The aroma feels... It's not familiar, I guess, is the way to put that remember for in the, this beer. Remember the second time we opened the can, you smelled it, and your little rea literal reaction on the podcast was, yes! <laughs> like I was mid-sentence, and you just like were fist pumping. It I is don't a, remember that. It is a very different aroma yeah. this time. It's a lot more fruity. I don't fruity. dislike it. It's a lot more fruity. Um, it's a lot more tropical. So that kind of smell is really coming out in the aroma this time. I will say, based on my first sip, I think I'm noticing a little fall off from the hop. It's still bitter. It's mm -hmm. still a West Coast IPA, but there's something at the back end that I feel like is the flavor is not as well-rounded as it was the first three weeks. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's just like, it's, oh, hey, bitter hop, and then it kind of fades quicker. So I wonder if that's, we're getting towards the end of its shelf life and the hops are kind of like, well... You know, it's not quite a, not not quite as poppy as it was in the beginning. Yeah, and if you know, and if you know me, you know I'm a big back end guy. I'm a big, you know, how do we finish? How do we close? Yeah, you are. Coffee's for closers. Um, it's not finishing as dry. No. Yeah, it's it's the finish is still great. Like the lingering bitterness is appropriate and enjoyable. Um, I still get a little bit of that quenching that we talked about last week. I still get a little bit of that in my palate, but yeah, it's definitely not as dry. This beer is still great. And let's remember, this is the experiment we're doing. This beer is a month old. Yes. And, and so, we, we tend to try to avoid beers on this podcast mm -hmm, a month old. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. So when, when I, when I, when, cause I feel like we are critiquing this beer more than we ever have. In in which is fine in in, in not a, not a, so it's funny so critique is actually not a negative word it just has negative connotations don't you dare tell me how to say the <laughs> words I want to say um, don't you assume <clears throat> my language but I I feel that we are the most critical of this beer right now than we have been I would say so um, yeah. which goes to show that I mean I I guess our experiment was a success. 
I think it's been a massive success because I was not expecting each week to be each week to have such discernible differences, especially from last week to this week. Yeah, it feels like not catastrophic or anything like that. Not this huge leap, but it does feel like a different beer. It does. Um, It's a little bit more tropical. The hop character is not quite as punchy. It's a little bit less bitter and it's not quite as dry on the back end. So it's become more mellow at this point of a beer. Um, and I think that's kind of proof right there that 30-ish days for your hops is when they change enough to where the beer will not be what the brewers wanted it to be initially. I think if you blind taste tested me on this and gave me this beer, I'd be like, <clears throat> okay, it's tropical. I get some hop character. The finish is nice, but I wish it was a little dry. Mm-hmm. Is probably what I, a little drier is probably what I would say. And then if you told me it was 30 days old, I'd be like, oh, well, there you go. Still good mouthfeel. Mid palate still very good. Body body is great. I think uh, you know it's, shot- a, it's still a smoothness to it. This yep. is actually I would say this is the least drinkable, crushable uh, version of this beer. Interesting. It's not quite as like deceptively easy to drink to me this week. And I would counter with I think this beer is still easily drinkable. It is just less exciting. Sure. Does that make sense? I can accept that. Okay. Yeah. I just, I remember the last two weeks having it, and I'm like, man, this is 7-2, and I would just have three of these without even realizing it. No, I should have drank more last week. And this, you should have. You had the freedom on the <laughs> I day did, of... I did, I did. I got home, and I drank two more. Oh, there you go. Good. Yeah. You didn't say that. You said you had none since last week. Well, no, only since Wednesday. Since Thursday. Since the Thursday. La- Thursday yeah. Since the last day we did the pod. Yeah, I had one that day. That was it. Um, Yeah, this is the least crushable it's been, but still, obviously, look, we're critiquing it very harshly yeah. because it's the beer that we made and that's the whole point of it. Um, Well, the beer that Berlick made with us. I keep, you know what I mean. We know I what you that. mean, yeah. I don't want to sound <clears> like a jerk, like I'm taking credit, but. Uh, you mentioned mouthfeel. Yeah. Um. I think the mouthfeel on this beer is still fantastic. This I think, might be I think some of the better mouthfeel. I think had. it's the highlight of this right now. And yeah. that the testament to that is basically your grain to hop build. That's recipe driven. And in, in my opinion, and, and you know, I'm sure, you know, Nick or Eldon or somebody listening to this podcast will, will, will correct me in the necessary spots. But I feel like that is a testament to just recipe design that the that the the grain build, the malt profile, mixed with the hop profile was just spectacular from the start. That its longevity has shown that that recipe design is the best. Do the hops fall off? You know, maybe we look the amount of mosaic, the amount of strata, the amount of Simcoe used throughout the process could be tweaked a little bit to give it a little more longevity. But the real testament to this beer is recipe design. Because this beer t- still tastes fantastic. Yes. Um, we, like you said, we are being overly critical. I'm going to go home and I'm going to drink three of these tonight because I still think this is <laughs> Well, you're going to go there now and go buy some more yep. for both of us because I only have four left in my I fridge. I think I have six in the fridge. I got four left. Although the wife has like six as well, I think. So you have 12. Um, I have four. She was very distinct. She was like, these are my beers. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever heard her say, these are my beers. Don't touch my beers. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys for joining us through this process. This is really fun. If you've been following along with us and saving it once a week to drink with us, uh, I hope you kind of learned a little bit of something about your palate as well as how beers age. I certainly did. 
And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the beer. We've gotten a lot of great reviews for it. If you didn't love it that much, that's totally fine, too. You know, it might not be up your alley. It might be a little bit too bitter, which is totally okay. All of our palates are different. Doesn't make it wrong. But uh, this has been a ton of fun to do. We Once again, thank you to the Barrelick guys for doing this with us, Drink. It's been a ton of fun. It's been a privilege and an honor. Um, It's been great to get to know you all better. And uh, let's do it again in the future at some point. Yeah. Because it was great. Why not? Yeah. It was fun. I say we love you guys. Happy so. people making happy things. Yes. Is that one of their things? No, I just you made just that up. It. Yeah. Oh, cool. One of my things is fun times dope rhymes. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out Colby Hepner on that one. <laughs> Damn, the daddiest of jokes today. <clears throat> fun yeah. times dope rhymes? We came up with that in like junior year of high school. Yeah, but like at this point, saying that in 2020, that's pretty daddy. <laughs> One times dope rhymes, and like, the person's like, Dad, stop. But I'm like, man. We say it's lit now. Man, you, hey, they hello. Probably, probably uh, don't anymore. Hello, son. You played hella good today. Dad, stop embarrassing me. <laughs> People haven't said hella since the 90s, Dad. I'm like, yeah. Brah. I'm hella old. <laughs> yeah, brah. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for doing this with us. Uh, like we said, home delivery only at this point, and they are ver- running very, very low on what's left. They got a bunch of fresh hop beer. stuff. I forgot the ESP. I'm going to go get some of that, too. Let's drink that during uh, the show. Then. It's only an hour show. So that's one beer. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. We haven't actually planned what we're going to do next week. We did say we were going to start kind of reaching back out again to the people we were going to go to when things were open. I want to start getting back into brewery-specific stuff. Great Notion, <clears throat> Occidental, and Ruse were the three off the top of our head. And Chicha. And uh, Chicha. And I'm going to I'm gonna power and try to get Kevin Davey to talk about Fest Beer because it's uh, Yeah, let's go down the way for They got their outdoor seating. It's supposed to be nice next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have two boxes of uh, beers left. Oh, that's right. Which we can also do. So. That's right. Hey, guess what, guys? We got things. We got a lot. We got a lot. The rest of 2020 is going to be all right. All of a sudden, there's a lot to get yeah, to. Yeah, the world's on fire, but we're going to be all right here at Beers on Us. It's raining. Oh, it's beautiful. We're fine. It's beautiful. Thank you guys for listening and drinking this beer. Uh, we appreciate you all. Subscribe, rate, review, and download wherever you find us. It helps us out. Instagram.com slash beers on us. Send us DMs there, and you can comment and whatever on a post or tag us in posts. I've seen that more often recently as well. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Shout out to RBG. Catorces. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.